Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. I am your host for today, Kevin Cruz Quintana, formerly known as KCQ. I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, we have an amazing show today. We're going to talk about soccer, football. I am super excited to tell you guys that we have one of our future partners in this business, Emiliano, all the way from Barcelona. Um, he's going to be with me here today, and we're going to talk about nothing but soccer. The one, what something that I consider the best sport in the world. Emiliano, thank you for being here with us today, man. How you doing? Hi, Kevin. It's really nice to be here speaking with you. Really excited about uh, these talks that we're going to have about international football. Definitely, man. I'm super excited, too. We got a lot of content. We got a lot of games coming up. We actually have some games going on at as we speak right now. But first, before we break it all down, uh, Emiliano, tell us a little about yourself, man. Tell us a little about what you do, you know, what you're looking uh, career-wise. Uh, take the floor, man. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, actually, when I was in Mexico, I studied something totally different. But three years ago, I came to Spain to study sports journalism. Uh, I studied at Marca for a year. And I started working there for a few months. It was amazing. Uh, I write some stuff and I was especially talking on the radio. And then I spent like a year and a half almost collaborating with Univision. Uh, I met the, the official corresponsal here in, in Spain. So I was, I am helping them whenever I can. And especially on on Champions League, Nations League, or following Barcelona. So I'm really having a, a great opportunity here and a great chance. And it's amazing. It's a really amazing experience to be here, like really close to to the top players on the world. That that does truly sound amazing, man. It really does. I mean, it, it sounds like a dream come true to any sports fan, any soccer fan for that matter being able to see Barcelona up and close, all these bigger teams, international teams. So definitely, you know, mad props for that, man. Super excited for you. Um, but yeah, let's get Thank it Thank you. Yeah, let's it is amazing. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's get it going. Let's kick things off. Uh, we're going to start off with Champions League. You know, we're going we're gonna to break that down. Uh, but first of all, Emiliano, what do you think? What do you think of the Champions League so far, how everything has been turning out? Okay, let's see. First of all, I think that it's one of the the best uh, Champions League on the last year, on the last few years, because there are a lot of teams that can win this year, like a lot, not the not the usual three or four. Right now, we have a lot of, of top teams, but so far, I think it's what we could have expected. Uh, if anybody will have like bet on some teams or some games, it would be like kind of what we have today. So I expect like the next round will be a lot better. Right now, I think it's it has been like kind of predictable, but I'm really glad to see the Italian teams doing as good as they are. And I think they are like the big surprise this year. No, definitely, yeah. The Italian teams, Inter Milan, Napoli, um, they're really showing out. They're definitely showing that they have true potential, especially Inter after being out of the Champions League for so long. 
and coming in and, and truly dominating, being second place in Group B, um, Napoli being in top of their group as well. You know, so we got some definitely some major teams putting in the work. Of course, you have Juventus, Roma have also. Juventus. They are Roma. Like, with Real Madrid, uh, yeah. they both have nine points, so it's really good for them also. Exactly, and then Juventus now having Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch. Um, That's right. And they are like one of the favorites. Yeah, exactly. Um, after what they showed last year, what they can do, and all the the players that they added to their roster, I mean, it's definitely a powerhouse. And in my personal opinion, you can tell the impact that Cristiano Ronaldo does in any team. Because look at Real Madrid. I mean, they're 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 top of the group, but in La Liga, they're struggling, man. Yeah, they have some problems. There are like other uh, players that have to like try to. To compensate that that part of the of the game that Cristiano usually did, uh, right now they are having some problems when when another team like makes a, a tough game. They don't have now Cristiano Ronaldo that they he usually like solve the problems for them. Right now they are having some problems there, and on the other hand, Juventus that the last year and. A few, be, a few before that needed somebody that could do that. They were looking. They tried to make that with Iwain, and he didn't do anything in like any, anything different. I think, and right now Cristiano Ronaldo is doing that. Do you think uh, Dybala would have developed to become that Ronaldo that they that they have right now in Juventus? Uh, I don't understand. Like without Cristiano, he will do the difference. Yeah, like, do you think, because, um, you know, Dybala, uh, he's definitely a great forward, definitely has some true potential. But, I mean, you can't really, um, how do you say, uh, put him at the level that Cristiano Ronaldo is at. Because Cristiano can play in any position. He's, he does really, really well. But do you think Dybala would have managed to get to that level? Or do you think he still needs a lot more time? Uh, I think he can, but it depends on... The, the players he is with. Uh, right now, it's really good for him to be with, with a player like Cristiano Ronaldo because he's going to learn a lot, especially in the, in the mental aspect. He needs to be like a little bit stronger uh, when, when it's something about mental. He's an amazing player. He has a great technique, but he's still young. So when he has some problems or when the team is losing, he like kind of just uh, I don't know. He stopped playing last year. He got uh, he got a red card when they were losing against Real Madrid. These things that you can tell he's kind of immature yet. So having Cristiano Ronaldo with him will make him like grow a lot in that aspect. And yeah, he can be a, like a top player in a couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the same. I think he just he needs that extra push, that leadership that Ronaldo definitely can can give the team. And yeah, like you said, it just depends on who he's playing with. Um, but I definitely see a good future in him in that leadership aspect um, as well. Um, let's see. But yeah, in Real Madrid, I mean, they have the new number seven, Mariano. Do you think Mariano's ever going to get to that point of caliber that Ronaldo Real Madrid? No way. There's no way. And they gave him the, the number seven, like trying to tell Cristiano, Cristiano that 
they do not need them need him you know it was like uh florentino trying to to say something to Cristiano ronaldo and it's not going to happen i mean mariano is not a bad player but he will never never be a top player or somebody that can can substitute Cristiano ronaldo there is no way that happened yeah for yeah for sure i mean it's it's definitely showing uh, with the absence of these top players in Real Madrid and the absence of Zidane as a head coach, um, you can clearly tell that that they're they they are missing definitely that that caliber in the teams. And they are going to try to fix it soon. You will see. They will have to to sign a top player like Neymar or Mbappe or somebody because they they just realized that the players they they have right now won't do anything compared to Cristiano Ronaldo. They have to do something. I mean, they're Real Madrid, so they have to to show the world that they are what they are capable of. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back a little bit more to the Champions League, the games, uh, we still have one more um, group stage round going. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the results are going to be? Two left, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we still have two two group stage, um, uh, two group games weeks left. left. Uh, what do you what do you what do you think is going to be um, the turnout for these next games? Because I know, like you said, this past one was very predictable. Uh, what do you feel the the next games are going to be? I think it's going to be, be like, like pretty much the same. For example, there are some groups like Atletico de Madrid and Borussia Dortmund are already qualified, I think, and. Maybe Porto is already qualified. Also, Barcelona is already qualified to the next round. Bayern Munich, I think he's, they are going to, to win the group. Manchester City, the same. I mean, it, I think it's going to be like pretty much the same. But then we have the, the group C that has Napoli, Liverpool and PSG. That is going to be an amazing closing group. I mean, I think that one is the group that we have to, to be... To be checking out because everybody can win to everybody and it's gonna be really good the next games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Servena can definitely give an impact, and yeah, Napoli and Liverpool they're they're pretty much tied. The only thing is uh, goal difference. Uh, Liverpool does have some more goals uh, in favor for him, uh, but the goals against as well isn't really helping them out either. That's right. Uh, so yeah, that group C is definitely what we what we call in the World Cup the group of death, right? Because uh, you never know who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna come and, out of that. And nobody group. nobody expected that that the Red Star would take some points. So that's what it's making everything so equal. Also, PSG it's just one point behind. So anything can happen now. I think. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that group. I'm personally a Juventus fan, but I'm still not too sure if Manchester United can pull something off and put us down in second place. But, I mean, I know for sure they're going to go through uh, in Group H, Juventus, Manchester. Um, but who knows if, if things might switch around and get Juventus in second place. What do you think about that, man? Look, first of all, it's nice to, to hear you say you're a Juventus fan. I'm also a Juventus fan. I'm really excited this year what, with what we have. But in the group stage, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think Juventus has their own destiny in their hands. So they just have to beat Valencia in the next game, and then it's done. They won't lose the the first place, I think. 
it was yeah, they... it was a shame what happened in the in the last game against Manchester United. Nobody expected yeah. that after the game we saw. But I think Juventus is a really strong team mentally and physically. So they are going to win the, the next two games against Valencia and Young Boys. And they have to, to win the group. It's going to be harder a little bit in the, the game against Valencia because they need to win or they are uh, eliminated. So it's going to be a really good game. But, but playing in Turin, I think Juventus is going to win. Oh yeah, I'm 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 with you there, man. Definitely with you there. Uh, Valencia is probably going to be the toughest game because uh, young boys. Uh, I mean, they they they've proven themselves to be a good team, but Ju Juventus does have that that leadership and that that experience that's definitely going to give them the win. But we we got to keep an eye out on that Valencia game for sure. Yeah, that's right. It, it, I mean, if Juventus don't win against Valencia. The game between Manchester United and Valencia is going to be amazing. Uh, that oh, would yeah. be a good thing, but but I think it's hard to see that happen. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, what, I mean, Barcelona as well. I know that you you being very close to Barcelona and what they do and everything. How do you how do you see them uh, going forward? You know, with Messi's absence um, and you know everything that's going on there. Well, the, these last three games, I mean, El Clasico and the other two games they had without me without Messi, they showed that they're a really good team. They are capable of beating everybody, anybody, without their best player. But Messi has to come back. He's coming back for the next game. And yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a problem. They're going to beat PSB. Uh, which is a shame because I wanted Chucky Lozano to show a little bit more in, in Champions League. But I think Barcelona is going to beat PSB. And the real, the real thing we have to see there is between Inter and Tottenham. I think Inter is going to beat Tottenham. Mm -hmm. As I told you, I think the, the, the good surprise this, this year is the Italian teams. But I don't know. It's going to be an amazing game. Tottenham needs to win. They want to, to show the world that what they did last year wasn't lucky. They, they are that they are really good. So yeah. I think that's the the good thing about this group. The second place, I think Barca is going to win the group, but but the the second place is going to be a, like something to see. Yeah. Oh no. Of course. Um, I mean, I I personally would would like to see Inter Milan kind of go forward and continue their their pride of, of not being there for so long. I really feel like that's going to be more emotional and a more, more of a challenge once they, if they do get to the knockout stages. Um, but of course, Tottenham, you, you can't, you can't push them away so far because they, I mean, they're, they're England's hope, just like Manchester city and Liverpool. They're the hope to bring back the, the trophy back into England, especially after what happened with the world cup and England getting so close. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of English fans are, are waiting for their team to, to get up there. And I have a feeling these three teams, Tottenham, uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, are going to be what are going to be a big surprise. They're, they're definitely pretty packed. They have a lot of good, solid players. Um, I have a really strong feeling that that's going to be a really good turnout there as well. Well, I don't know. I mean, out Premier League teams... Uh... Tottenham, I don't know 
if they are capable of beating Inter. But then we have Liverpool that we already said is a, a really difficult group. They are going to have to beat uh, their, their rivals in the next two games. And then we have Manchester City. I think they are like the, the good Premier League team this year. Manchester City is really strong. They have amazing players and they have Pep Guardiola, you know. That guy yeah. is a genius. Yeah, he's he's super smart, but he is stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually I, I really enjoy watching him head coach and and the his interviews and everything he talks uh, and everything he says. I mean, he just he just shows that he's there to do his job and he doesn't care about anything else. Um, he's right. just there to win, you know. Uh, especially when he was with Chelsea, same thing. Um, you can clearly tell that he has this passion of being a head coach. And no matter what anybody says, he's going to go in there and he's going to give it his all. I mean, uh, anytime you see when, when he just arrived to, to the Premier League, he had a, a few problems making his game, the, the game he likes of passing a lot. Mm -hmm. And everybody was telling him to, to change. And he decided not to. And now he was champion last year with a big difference. He's going to be champion this year unless something really weird happens. And they're strong now for the Champions League. That is the, the trophy they really want, actually. Manchester yeah. City has been looking that trophy for a few years. And they are not being close to that. But I think this year, can, they can be some serious candidates to, to win the, the tournament. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, he, there's no doubt that Manchester United is going to come back up, um, and they're and they're definitely going to do a lot. They're definitely going to going to show that that they're the they're the they're a big team and one of the bigger teams for a reason, you know. And they've been a big team for many years. So, kind of kind of closing up the Champions League a little bit. So, yeah, uh, I, I just want to to add, we haven't talked about Real Madrid. They are having yeah. a, a hard time right now, but they are still the, the champions, you know. They are strong. Uh, they just change coach again. So I think we should expect something from them. They are going to fight until the end. So I don't know. I think that if we have to talk about the candidates, we have to add Real Madrid there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see them coming back up. I do truly see them uh, becoming a, a bigger potential. Like I said, it's just like any other team. You get a new head coach and things change. And it just takes takes time to adapt. But I definitely feel like they have the potential to adapt and become better. So, That's yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Real Madrid is definitely someone you can't just push aside. Um, they're, they're definitely going to show that they have what it takes. And I, I have a strong feeling that they're they're going to surprise a lot of people because a lot of people are talking and saying that Real Madrid is done, that Real Madrid is out the door. But I, I seriously... They are never know. done. They are never done. They have a, yeah. a lot of experience. They know how to come back always. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, in, in, in personal, I've, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it where people, many times they call it and they're... Uh, well, Real Madrid this, Real Madrid that, and and I, I have a strong feeling they're gonna surprise. They really are gonna surprise, especially like you said, being on top of the group. I I doubt that they're gonna lose their next match. Um, I mean things happen, but I seriously doubt that they'll 
they'll lose the next match coming up. And also with Barcelona, I want to say that uh, this year with Messi as captain, he already said that the the main the main goal this year is to win the Champions League. So I think that just by that, just by Messi saying that, they should be the favorite ones to win this year. Oh yeah, because you you have uh, Messi fans to the death, and for them seeing that him, like you said, as a captain, it's him seeing that true potential. Um, even though he's very quiet, you know that he has that leadership in his hands and that people are going to follow what he says. So I, I truly feel that he does have true potential to, to take this team and the team in itself to, to win the Champions League. Because I feel him not winning the World Cup or being a little bit farther away than closer to winning a World Cup, he needs the Champions League once again it's, just it's, to kind of settle down. It's kind of weird because... Something happens with Barcelona, with Messi, that when he like tries to to play a lot and he's always running and shooting and everything, the rest of the team tries to make the same. And with Argentina, that doesn't happen. When Argentina is the opposite, when they see Messi doing everything good, they like just relax. Yes. They hope. Yeah. I mean, they think Messi can't do anything by himself, and they just relax and stop doing the same. So, yeah, I've noticed I think that. that's the problem of the national team. Yeah, they they get very comfortable that the big name is 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 putting uh, all the work out there, and a lot of the players they look yeah like you said they get comfortable and the team doesn't doesn't go forward. So I, I have a really strong feeling that 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 mentality has to change in order for Argentina to win another World Cup. Um, I, and I and I kind of me being a big Messi fan as well. I would like to see him hold up a World Cup. That that could definitely be something really good to see, um, especially in our generation. You know, I think that with his age, this last World Cup was like the the biggest chance they have to to win the World Cup with Messi on the field. But it's Messi, you know. I, I wouldn't dare to say that he won't be the next one. He's amazing and. I bet he will try to to make it again. So far, he's not going to the to the national team right now. Right now, the the biggest star in the national team is Icardi, and mm-hmm. they are like kind of putting the goals in his hands, hoping he will do the difference. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, who who knows what Argentina needs? I mean, they're kind of. I kind of see them as the Mexican national team, man. Who, who, we we need just that extra little push, uh, just to get a lot better. Uh, we need that concentration, that leadership. That's right. Um, and I and and I know the teams have the potential. They have the players, but it's just something. There's that something holding them back, and we we need to figure it out what it is. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow. That Mexico is actually playing against Argentina without Messi, and Mexico with a lot of of new faces. A lot of the stars were were not convocated this to these games. So let's see what happens. I think we are going to see new faces in both teams and new ideas in both teams that maybe will be like what we can like the, the way to see what we can expect to the to the next few years. Yeah, no. Um I agree with you. Uh, Mexico's got a lot of these younger players. Um, El Tuca Ferretti, he did a lot of a lot of changes, and he gave opportunity to these new players to get a feel 
of what it is to be in the Mexican national team, what it feels like to represent an entire country. Um, so I, I have a really strong feeling that that's going to really settle in these next couple of years getting ready uh, for the World Cup, especially with the new head coach. You got um, El Tata uh, coming in. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so I have a really strong feeling that um, this is this is probably what Mexico needs in order to be able to really get their mindset and get everything together and say, we are a true potential. I mean, being the top team in the CONCACAF should mean something. It shouldn't be the laughing stock of the rest of the world. It should be, hey, you know what? We're the top team of this, of the CONCACAF. We, we are... We should be a top contender. And, I mean, they've proven it before. I definitely think that the, that should be something uh, that should help the Mexican national team into getting better. And same thing with Argentina. I mean, being one of the top teams in uh, – it's Conmebol, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the Conmebol. Um, same thing. I mean, tomorrow we'll definitely see some new faces. We're going to see some new tactics. And hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a great game. Yeah, actually, I agree with what you said. I hope if Tata Martina is really coming to, to the national Mexican national team, I think it's going to be a good thing because he knows how to, to use the young players. He wants to, to start coaching the, the sub-17 and the, the under-17 and under-20 players. So I think it's going to be a good project as long as the Mexican teams let young players go to Europe to play because they always want to get so much money that it's impossible that a young player go to, to a big team in Europe. And I think that's a problem. If Mexican teams start letting young players go to, to a better football, I think the project is going to be like really promising. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that 100%. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of going forward with the international teams, we actually have some going on as we speak right now. Um, what's your uh, who's uh, well to kind of kind of elaborate a little bit? Who are the teams that you enjoy watching play internationally, especially like in this past World Cup? Who are some teams that you actually enjoy watching play or or teams or specific players that you that you like seeing playing international? Well, right, right now that I was covering Nations League the, the last few weeks, I enjoy a lot watching Belgium. I think they have an amazing team. They have amazing players like Hazard, Witzel, um, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, I think the, the generation they have right now, it's the best one in the world or the second best one just behind France. That is the other team I enjoy a lot. Actually, I, I didn't want France to, to win the World Cup. I don't know why, but I did, since the first the first game, you can realize they were like really happy playing. They are like a family. So they are playing really good. Watching Griezmann right now, watching Mbappé is amazing. I mean, I have the chance to be there in the in the games, on the field, what, like watching them really close. And it's amazing the football they, they play. I think they are going to be like the best uh, two national teams or the top top three at least France and Belgium gonna be there for a few years I mean they're gonna be like the teams to beat Germany is having trouble right now they have to to 
to get a new generation because they still have like the old guys that win the World Cup uh, four years ago. Italy is having problems. They have to to get a new players because they didn't go to the World Cup. Uh, a lot of teams have to change a lot of stuff. I think Spain is getting there faster, but I think the two national teams that are the best right now are Belgium and France by far. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Belgium, I actually was surprised that Belgium didn't make it to the final. That's one of the teams that I actually expected from day one. Yeah, because they faced France in semifinals. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, France, little by little, they just kept showing that they had the potential to win. And like you said, they, they were enjoying being on the pitch. They were enjoying having fun. Um, you can tell that they were a team that they had no issues. Um, they were definitely there supporting each other 100%. Um, and, that, and I think that's a big factor in order to win such a big tournament like that is to be, you know, very motivated and motivating each other to be better every single time, especially like players, young players like Mbappe, just proving to the world 19 years old and he has a huge future, the next big star. Um, and then you got the leadership like Paul Pogba. Uh, you know, these players that can definitely put their foot down and tell them, hey, this is how we got to do things and we're going to do it together. So I think that was a big factor for France winning the World Cup, which a lot of people, like you said, didn't maybe didn't expect at first, but they just kept going and which was awesome to see. And yeah, Germany, I mean, me being a Mexico fan, it was great to see Mexico be yeah, Germany. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I was in tears when Chucky Lozano scored that goal. I had, I was I was losing my mind. I was I was at home watching the game, losing my mind, yeah, and it course. was great. It was, it was definitely a great thing to see, but it's still kind of sad to see that that big team that everybody fears, Germany in in soccer, they're a team to fear, kind of like what Brazil was at one point with having Ronaldo, having Ronaldinho. This was Germany. This is the team that people were afraid of, and they just kind of shut down. And like you said, I mean, I think it's it's time to make a change. It's time to switch out a lot of different things, um, get some new players in, some new potential. So definitely, I, but I have a strong feeling they're going to come back strong. They're going to come back showing the world that they they are the Germany to fear. Um, what do you what do you what's your take on the U.S. though on the U.S. team? First to first to finish the the last thing. Uh, I was, as you said, that they were really happy playing in France. Uh, I want to agree with that. I had the chance to be there in the last two games against Germany. And you can see them enjoying themselves, like really happy to be there as, like, as a family. I think that's one of the keys to, to be the, the world champions right now, that they are always like supporting each other. And it's amazing to see them playing that mm -hmm. way. And another team that had problems uh, a few years ago, and now they are doing really well, is Netherlands. They are having a, a good team right now, really young people. And I, I think they are going to be there a few years. They're, in a few years, they are going to be top players also. About the U.S., I don't know. I think they are having such problems. They were having a really good project before. Something go wrong there. And... Right now, I don't know. I think they need a, a better coach and maybe start there. And then, I mean, I think they have some good players in Europe, some good players on the MLS. But 
I don't know. I think they have they have to to start again the the project they had a few years ago. They are gonna have a, a few problems. They were actually equal a few years ago with with Mexico, and right now Mexico like took a, a step forward, and I think the U.S. is having trouble with that right now. They feel like some pressure to to make things right kind of fast, but I think the best for them would be like take a deep breath, get a, a really good coach and start a new project that make them like really good team like they were a few World Cups ago and start like competing with Mexico again to be the best one in the CONCACAF. Yeah, exactly, man. I agree with you on that 100% as well. Um, the U.S. definitely had some potential, but I guess the fact of losing a lot of leadership players like Landon Donovan. That's right. Um, I think that's what really impacted more. They they depended on these big players so much. They didn't develop these younger players as well. And they underdeveloped them at that. And they didn't give them the opportunity. And now that they have pretty much majority of the rosters, all new players and young players, I have a feeling that that's, that's the issue, that they're not giving them the or they didn't give them the potential to become good enough by the time these bigger players or these legendary U.S. players left. So I think that's the big reason why they're struggling so much. So I think they're in the same boat right now with Mexico as with a lot of new young players. They they just gotta they just gotta work at it and get them to that level to in order for them to be definitely contenders. Especially, I mean, we still got a ways to go. Um, we got four years to go for the next World Cup. But I, I have a feeling that the U.S. and Mexico are definitely going to be true top contenders for Qatar. I, I have no doubt about it. Uh, I hope so. But more than Qatar, I think that in the World Cup that they are both going to host, it has to be the good one. They have to be really good contenders there. And the key, as I told you before, is going to be that the young players go to Europe to play and also that they grow like equally as national teams, Mexico against the U.S. And there is like uh, a really good, I don't know the, the word, I, I miss the word right now. Like they, they are like good rivals, you know, they have to go like competing with each other to see who is better. And I think that's yeah. going to be good for them. Yeah, I, no, I, I truly see the, the rivalry in the CONCACAF is definitely a big factor. Because it keeps the team motivated to say, I'm number one in this area. I'm the top I'm the top team. But at exactly. the same time, I feel like they don't get enough international teams to compete with throughout the year in order for them to bring up that potential and to show these yeah, players. They have to change that. But one way to do it is to, to get your players in, in top teams in, in Europe. Because if you, if you don't have top players, the big national teams won't won't play with you they 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 try to get uh, a better games and if you are not playing with good players i mean if you don't have the good players in your national team the big national teams are going to see you like a step behind always yeah it'll be a waste of time for them exactly. and, and i and i yeah I, I i definitely think that we need to get more players out of europe um, into Europe and and get them more out of Mexico, more out of the MLS. Yeah, I I, I get it. Like it's it's always good to see these players in, in home teams like Chivas, America, you know, in LA Galaxy, LAFC, stuff like that. 
but I truly feel like we need more players out in Europe to develop. Like Chucky Lozano right now, I mean, he's getting a ton of experience in PSV. He's getting, uh, he's playing literally every single match, and he's scoring. He's, of course. he's proving and himself. This year, he just played like in Champions League against Barcelona twice, against Inter de Milan twice. That's really good experience, you know. Even though his team loses, he's playing, he's scoring. That that's a good thing for for Mexican players, you know, because next year he's going to be in a better team. And that's the way to go. I mean, that's what you have to do. But if it's only one, it won't work. You know, it has to be like at least five or eight or ten. It has to be like all of them. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, I, I agree with you. A, a lot of these players definitely have to have to start uh, getting contracts, even though it's not the best team in the world. As long as you're out in Europe and you're competing in these big teams, it's going to truly help develop them. So when they come and play with the Mexican national team, they have that momentum. They have that speed uh, because the game in Mexico versus the game in Europe is totally different. It's a lot faster, totally more fast paced, uh, more passing. Stuff like that, and that's I think that's yeah, one thing physical, that physically they're a lot of stronger. I mean, oh yeah, it's a huge difference. And when when Chucky Lozano goes back to to play with the national team, you can see the difference that he's been training a lot harder. He's a lot faster. I mean, it's not like just because it's because they're actually they they football is actually better. Yes. It really is. I mean, as like I said, I'm a, I'm a diehard Mexico fan, and I like La Liga MX. I like the MLS, but you can't you can't deny that European soccer and football is is way better, a hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, that's the only way that that these Concacaf teams and these these teams down, um, you know, in South America are gonna keep improving and getting better. Because how long has it been since the World Cups come uh, to? Uh, to the Americas, you know, it's been it's been a long time. That's actually right. Yeah, it's gonna be like tough. It's it's a long way to go, but but you have to start doing it like right now. The World Cup just uh, finished. You didn't get as good as you expected. So right now is the is the moment to to start your project and start looking for the next four or maybe eight years if it's better for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, going back a little bit to El Chucky, um, do you feel like he's going to be the next big star in Mexico? He's going to replace Chicharito, or do you think Chicharito still has some potential left in him? Well, there are like different positions. They play in different uh, positions in the in the field. I mm -hmm. think Chicharito has had something like really special when it comes about scoring goals. Because he wasn't as good as El Chucky, for example. Uh, his, his technique wasn't like a, a top player. But, but when it comes to, to scoring goals, when he was like in the box, I mean, he was like the best. It's amazing how good he does, he does that in yeah. the box. Right now, he's having a, a real like kind of a bad situation right now. But I think he has a few years left to show that that he's really good, that he's a top player in the national team, and I think he's gonna be back. Right now he is just not playing too much because he had an injury, 
but I don't know. There are different positions. I think El Chucky has more years to do it because he started younger. And I don't know. I hope, I hope really that there are a few top players as Chucky Lozano. But right now, I have to say that he's going to be the star in the next few years. It's the only one I see with his potential. Yeah, exactly. Um, I see that he's definitely going to be the face of Mexico. He's He has potential. And I mean, like you said, kind of like what Chicharito did, but maybe a little bit later. Um, he's he's playing with these top European teams. He's getting that experience. I think the only thing that I can see him really helping him out to become a lot better is getting that experience and becoming a leader and telling these other players, hey, this is what we have to do. And who knows, we might be seeing one of the youngest captains in, in Mexico's history. Um, if Chucky can definitely develop that standpoint of being a leader, kind of like going back to, like I said, Ronaldo, these bigger top uh, players, if he can definitely develop that now, I have a really strong feeling that that Mexico's definitely going to rise up and be a lot better than what they are right now. I actually think that that's going to happen. As soon as uh, Lozano goes to a bigger team, like in a top league or in a top team, if he goes to, I don't know, to Manchester United or to Barcelona or to, to any team you, you can imagine that it's com actually competing to win the Champions League, it's going to be the, the step that he needs to become a leader in the national team. He needs to be like on a top league or in a top team, and then he's going to become a, a really good leader for the for the ones that come behind him yeah exactly i agree with you on that um he i'm kind of glad he stayed in psv and he's getting all this uh extra play time and scoring all these goals because i feel like if he would have made the jump to barcelona or to another team or bigger team now he would have underdeveloped he would have stayed on the bench he wouldn't have played as much, and it would have been the same story all over again with these with these other teams, of course, uh, with these other players. Uh, so I'm kind of glad that he's definitely doing that right now, um, and I, I really have a strong feeling that he's going to be the leader that we need in Mexico to to get somewhere pretty far to get past that the fifth game, you know, to get to the fifth game. <laughs> and that's kind of the the big deal for Mexico, the the fifth game. But it always depends on who are you facing, you know? This year was really hard because it, it was Brazil. But if you think about it, the, the, really, the really failure in this, in this World Cup was to lose against Sweden. So yeah. I don't know, that, that's the thing that Mexico needs to be stronger mentally. And as I told you, the younger players go to Europe to play, they're going to start uh, growing in that aspect. Uh, Chucky Lozano is doing it, and as you said, it's a really good thing that he had uh, and an another year here in, in PSV before he goes to, to a bigger team. But he's showing that he, he can do it and that he's a top player and that he's always on his top uh, physical level. So, I don't know, maybe next year or in two years tops, he has to be in a bigger team and being on the on the starting team. And I don't know, he has he has to to start growing uh, faster, I think. Yeah, no, 
I agree with you. I definitely do agree with you. Um, one one last thing on the international teams, Croatia. I truly feel that Croatia was the biggest surprise in the World Cup, uh, especially for Luka Modric winning player, player of the year, stuff like that. Um, what did you think of Croatia and what do you think of their future, especially being second best team in the world? Mm, okay, to be honest, of course, Croatia was a really good surprise. But if you see the teams they faced through the, through the World Cup, it, there was not like a really big team, you know, like they were going through like, kind of like Portugal did in the Euro Cup two years ago. And I mean, they're great players. They are really good. I, I was really glad they make it to the final. But I think it has to do something to do with the with the games they they had, and in the future I don't know the the players are are not like really young, and I think it it's kind of like a really good generation, and as long as they start to retire to retire or they stop going to the national team, um, it's going to be hard for them to to continue at that level. I don't think they they have like a really good future right now. I mean, maybe maybe there are like a, a few players that surprise me in a few years, but right now, uh, today, uh, I don't see how they can still play in at that level. They don't have the players. They don't have young players to to do that to as, develop as, as Rakitic does, as Modric does, as I don't know. I don't. I don't see a good future for them, at least in the next World Cup. Yeah, no. I I was thinking about that too, and and definitely. I mean, they're they're at that point where a lot of the top teams or top players, I'm sorry, are gonna are gonna leave, and they they're doing the same thing the U.S. is doing. They're doing the same thing in Mexico is doing. They're not developing these younger players. They're not giving them the opportunity. So yeah, I I truly see them as it was great to. To, and super surprising to see him get that far. I mean, it was very different. That's why I think uh, this has been one of the best World Cups so far because it was truly, truly different. But yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That they're they're not gonna they're not gonna do so well in the next World Cup unless they start developing these younger players as well um, and get them ready. I mean, four years is a long time, but it's plenty of time if they want to continue at that caliber that they that they showed this this time. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for them actually. Yeah, no, very difficult, but I mean, hey, it's soccer, and that's what I love about soccer, right? It's it's everything is possible, anything is possible. Uh, you, I mean, they they've proved it time and time again where players, teams, and and things happen, teams that you don't expect show out and definitely tr show true potential. Yeah, but I I don't want to say that they were lucky because that that is not the thing, but yeah, almost the same team. Four years ago, couldn't beat Mexico, you know, and this year they are like in the final of the World Cup. It's because it's the time. I mean, they got like the top players on the top level, on their top level. Sorry, so they they managed to go to the to the final, but it's not going to happen twice. They have they need a, a project, and I don't see they have it. 
So that's why I think that in the in the few in the few coming years, they're going to have trouble to to repeat what they did. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely will. I mean, but but we'll see what happens. I agree with you on it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of issues. Um, so they they really got to get the that ball rolling, and they gotta they gotta change their their game plan and not not depend on on Rakitic and Luka Modric so much, because then that is exactly it's gonna happen. What you're saying right now. I mean, I I can tell you we'll we'll go back a few years from now. <laughs> And we'll go back into this podcast and be like, you see, you were right. I mean, <laughs> if they don't, they don't change it up, dude, we're going to be able to do that. Of course. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I think uh, we, we've kind of wrapped up a lot of the stuff going forward. Um, so one thing before we close this up for the international teams, what do you think the score is going to be tomorrow uh, for Mexico, Argentina? Oh, I don't know. Um, as Mexican, I want to say that it's going to be good for us. But I don't know. I think it's going to be uh, two, Argentina, one, Mexico. You think Argentina is going to take it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I try to be as optimistic as possible. I try to be as, <laughs> as hopeful with the Mexican national team. But I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I say two to one or uh, a tie. I say one, one or two to one Argentina. But I don't see Mexico winning. Especially with the lack of a head coach, and I mean the develop. We're in a development stage. We're 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 in a spot where we don't have the caliber to say we're we're coming in to win. Um, no, that's unless the team actually really wants it, then they'll do it. But I, I don't see that right now. No, I agree with that. I just hope that the young players like have minutes to to play. They do it well, and I don't know. That's why I expect of Mexico. Perfect, man. I have to, hey, to say well, that, that we forgot. I mean, well, I forgot to, to tell you that right now Croatia and Spain are 0-0. Zero, zero. It's starting the, the second half. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Croatia. Oh, perfect. And then, yeah, we have the U.S. Uh, they're losing at halftime right now against England. So, England is two goals to zero. Uh, I mean, definitely, it looks like a good match. I might have to see the 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 replay later just to see how well um, England's still playing. Uh, so we have that going on right now. We have Germany uh, being Germany once again. I mean, definitely showing some true potential. They're winning <laughs> three to zero against Russia right now. So I mean, well, Russia was also but, but a big that's surprise. A, that's a friendly game. The good thing is going to yeah. to be the next game against Netherlands. They have to win. Yeah. They have to win. Like they are really obligated to. To win, they're they're in the. It's going to be a nations league game, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And if yeah. they lose that game, they lose the category and they go to play League B. So they have to win. They are forced to. Yeah, no. Uh, hopefully, I mean, like you said, Netherlands looks good. They look pretty solid as well. So that's going to be definitely a good match. People don't want to miss out on. Yeah, it's really going to be a good match. So kind of jumping in a little bit to the Nations League before we, we wrap this up, uh, when are the, when's going to be the next games? Uh, when, when are we going to have the schedule for the next games for the Nations League? A few are today. As I told you, the, the, the best one is Croatia against Spain, 0-0. Belgium is playing against Island, it's 0-0 also. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, Italy against Portugal. 
Italy is forced to win, actually. And tomorrow it's Netherlands against France. It's going to be an amazing game. And that's it for tomorrow until Sunday. Sunday we have a lot more action. And Monday it's Germany playing. Monday is Germany. Awesome. Yeah. All righty. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So we got some Nations League games going on right now. Uh, make sure not to miss out on that. Definitely a very important tournament going forward for the next couple of years. Um, and like I said, going forward to the next World Cup in Qatar. Uh, hey, man, uh, Emiliano, thank you so much for having uh, for coming in today with us and, and being with us. No, thank you, you, know, you giving man. Giving your insight. And like I said, uh, we will be here more often. Um, we're going to try to do this as much more often as possible between me and Emiliano. We will be your main contact for soccer, everything related to soccer, clubs, leagues, uh, tournaments, international. That's going to be our main goal to give you guys the best, best news possible when it comes to soccer. But Emiliano, before we go, um, where can people contact you, man? Uh, can you give us a little bit more insight on your social media content? Yeah, I'm on social media as Emiliano underscore MC. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Perfect. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Emiliano, thank you so much for being with us here today, man. Truly appreciate your feedback. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, man. It's been a pleasure to me, and we'll be talking soon about Champions League, that it's going to be amazing what is coming. That definitely will happen. So, guys, like I said, thank you so much for having us out here today. This is the Fantasy Sports Cave. Like I said, I'm your host, Kevin Cruz Quintana. KCQ. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Fantasy Sports Cave. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. Emiliano, thank you so much, man. Thanks to you, man. Have a good Talk one. Talk to you soon.